Hello, and welcome to Sunday Devotionals with John and Rachel. We're so honored to have you join us as we explore God's truth and get to know Him in a more authentic and intimate way. As we go through life, many of us have questions, concerns, and issues that may hinder us from fully embracing who God is and who He's called us to be. These devotionals are designed to help us navigate life and all that comes with it, learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and join us as we fellowship. Today, we wanted to kind of talk about a little more the different types of prayer. We're going to go, like I said, in in the next few weeks, we're going to talk about and focus on the different types of prayer. But today, particularly, we want to jump into Matthew, the sixth chapter. Okay, this is where the other reference of the Lord's Prayer is. The scenario is a little different than in this one, but it kind of gives us a more practical look of uh, what prayer looks like and what real prayer is. So this is Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to go to verse 8. Okay, starting at verse 1, Jesus says, and this is the NIV, Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give to the needy, do not announce it with trumpets as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be honored by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing so that your giving may be in secret. Then your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and and pray to your father, who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. That's a lot, right? So today we wanted to focus on the whole idea of secret prayer, right? A type of prayer that Jesus did quite often secret prayer, the mentality of secret prayer, what that looks like everyday life, and what Jesus is actually speaking to in this particular scene here. So I think this is apropos because we're living in a world right now in a society where everybody's just advertising what they're doing. You know, it's just a very showy, very, mm. you know, hey, On display. It's, it's just, it's, it really is crazy, right? Um, everything's got to have a hashtag. <clears throat> everything's got to be on social media. Everything's got to be on that. And the sad thing about the whole thing is if you're not, you know, on social media, you're not in this, it's kind of like, well, you're missing out on a whole nother world. You can just go and be invisible, right? Um, the sad thing that we see in, in this whole thing is that's not really different from what was going on there during Jesus' time. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, people are still people. We just have a means in the internet to be able to be showy, but pride is always a part of our humanity, mm-hmm. right? And what was happening back then was you had, you know, the Pharisees, they had different sects of the Jewish community. They had different ways of demonstrating their devotion to God and their piety, 
right? So some of them wore certain garbs that would cause them to be distinguished in the community. Some of them would not even go into certain parts of the community because it was above them. Um, some of them were higher ranking. So, you know, they, they're the ones with the money and all that. It's very similar to what we see, you know, today. But in this particular community, um, Jesus is addressing the fact that you had, you know, certain groups of people who had a public relationship with God and understood the law and understood the, uh, the written statutes of God. And they would find themselves in the community praying out loud, you know, like in the corner, the street corners, right? Praying, oh God, I, I, great father in heaven. And, and, you know, just doing everything right. And think about how that would make people feel, right? Think about how that would make people feel who uh, would not know the law like that or who did not have the opportunity to study like that. Uh, how would that make them feel in their own ability to communicate with God? So Jesus is coming and saying, listen, you're seeing this form of righteousness out here. You're seeing people stand on the street corners and pray and know all the right things to say, and it sounds great, but um, don't be like them who are praying with the motives of wanting to be heard or the motives of um, impressing God with their much speaking. Jesus is now telling us what prayer looks like, right? But prayer from the posture of your heart is more important than the prayer from your head knowledge. And the posture of your body. Exactly. So just imagine, and I, I thought about it, and I, and I was telling um, them earlier that, that, you know, prayer was a struggle of mine early in my, uh, in my walk with the Lord. Um, because one, I, I, I would overthink things. Two, you know, you're wondering, okay, am I doing this exactly right? right. Because, you know, um, I, I, who doesn't, who wants to talk to God and not have their prayer answered? What does it feel like to have your prayer answered? Like, what was it? Does God come back to me and say, oh, okay, John, I heard you on my throne. Like, that, like I never heard that. You know what I mean? Because there's some parts about prayer that you pray, and because you pray and you understand the word of God, you know that he heard you, Right. Your knowing that he heard you is based on your understanding of how God listens. That's just what it is. So it was less about me trying to figure out how to get God to listen to me and more of me understanding God's word and praying God's word, praying from the reference of understanding my place in God's place and knowing that he heard me because I prayed in line with his word. And then also, like we said before, in one of the other sessions, it's also understanding that in order to pray, you, ha you have to be doing it in faith. Yeah, 100%. I mean, yep. because you don't have a physical person in front of you mm -hmm. reverberating what you've given to them and right. sort of, you have that sort of- Feedback. Right, reciprocal nature yeah. that comes with interacting and communicating with an actual human. Mm -hmm. You can't read his body language, you mm -hmm. can't hear his tone, you can't hear audible words. I mean, some people say they can. I, they have experienced. That. I mean, listen. I've God, never heard audible words come from God, but that's not to say it can't happen. Rachel, <laughs> the, the you. point is, you know, we, you know, that that's something that kind of can, you know, deter you from doing it because you don't experience yeah. that. But it's the faith right. that fuels your salvation that yeah. also fuels you praying and communicating with God. I mean, I struggled with it too. Yeah, and we came from a ministry where prayer was in its name. Yeah. And that was, you know, my our leader, our former leader, our 
Overseer, yeah. First leader. Yeah, the one who um, birthed us. We got saved under her ministry. Um, yeah. Dr. Young, mm -hmm. she was very much uh, a proponent of prayer. Yeah. That, that was something that she always stressed. Mm -hmm. But culturally, I think we sometimes can get in the rut of doing it one way. Mm -hmm. And culturally, in the and the black church, mm -hmm. um, culturally, you know that there, there it's demonstrated a certain way. Yeah. So there's not an, a full understanding mm -hmm. of everything it encompasses, everything prayer encompasses and entails, mm -hmm. and dealing with the heart posture when approaching prayer. So if you don't do it that way, mm -hmm. or if you don't get results, right the way you think they should be, then you feel like you're not successful in it and I'm not doing something right. That mm -hmm. means then some, I, I'm not praying then. So then, then why not, pray then? Right. Right. When it's not. And that. that's such, that's so true. <laughs> I mean, because you're giving me flashbacks now. Because I remember like being like, man, I mean, does this even work? Like, what, what, like if God knows what he's doing already, like what's the point of all this? Like this is, uh, you know, and, and that's so true because it's not about your headspace. Right. It's about an understanding of your relationship with God and his word. Like it, it, this, and there's various scriptures, as we're going on, there's various scriptures that the Bible says, and we know. Right. Not we feel, not we think, but, and we know. And, and yeah, go, no, go, go ahead. ahead. No, yeah. I was just gonna say, and that's why we spent so much time, I think, reiterating yeah. the, the, the opening, uh, phrase or line of the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven. Yeah. Because that really puts in perspective where the focus goes. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to get in your head and, and to, to make it about you. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't do everything right this week or today, yep. or I just did something off or wrong, so how can I talk to God? Mm -hmm. This is stuff that we all struggle all with, the time. including myself, yep. where you feel like, I'm not right right now, yeah. so I can't, you know, you got there's a tendency to sort of primp Yep. And sort of prop yourself up to be worthy yep. enough to go into his presence. But that's not, you're, you're not going into his presence and, and you're not communicating with him on the strength of yourself in the first place. 100%. Because even on your best day, you will not be worthy enough to communicate with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the creator of the universe. Yeah. You will never, in your human capacity and in your human strength and in your humanness, be able to communicate with God Almighty. Yeah. yeah, it has to be through His Son, mm -hmm. and that takes the pressure. That takes all Not the pressure. Not to say off. you you off yes. and be like, Father, you know, God, you need, you really <laughs> need to do this, God, because you know. But there's a posture of humility that will translate mm -hmm. in everything you do to communicate with Him. So yeah. your heart is coming to Him in complete humility, and then that'll translate into your words, and you know. But I digress. Sorry. No, that's hundred percent. And the boldness comes from your relationship with Christ. That that's really what it is. Right. You know, it's it's humble boldness. So yeah, I'm off, but I'm saved, yeah. and I have a relationship with the Lord. And it's not my righteousness that I'm bringing to you, Lord. So Father, Dad, I messed up, but I know I belong to you because I'm in Christ, and I have the awareness that I messed up. That's what it is. That right there, single-handedly, will revolutionize your communication with God, starting and understanding from that place, right. right? So it's not like the Pharisees, and it's not like those who are professional prayers. And we all know it. You know, we all know it. I mean, I like, let me stop. We, we all know what a professional prayer sounds like. You know, it's the long ones that, you know, 
with all the big words that half the people uh, don't understand. Or, you know, it's the long prayer before we get ready to eat. Everybody's hungry, and we got the long prayer from the beginning of time all the way to the end when we're ready to eat. When, when Jesus is basically saying, you're much speaking. He called it babbling. Hmm. Imagine what that sounds like to people who think that that's the way to pray. And Jesus is taking the pressure off and saying, hey, listen, it's more about the posture of your heart than the articulation of your speech. It's more about you going and praying in secret than doing it publicly. Now, this is where we want to be today, right? And we, this is where we're going to be for the rest of the time, right? The one thing that I, I found very intriguing when you study the life of Jesus and you read the Gospels, Jesus did a lot more secret praying than he did public praying. Various instances in the Bible, Jesus is found and he went to a solitary place by himself to pray. And he went off to the mountains to pray. And he got up early in the morning and found himself praying. It was very, it was few occasions where Jesus made a public show of prayer. One of them was when he fed the 5,000. He blessed it in front of everybody. Mm -hmm. He prays. Another one that's a powerful one is when Jesus is at Lazarus's tomb. He starts by saying, Father, I know you hear me because you always hear me when I pray. But I'm praying out loud right here so that the people will believe that you sent me. And that what's getting ready to happen is not from me, but is from you. Listen to that posture, right? So where does the confidence in knowing that God hears me come from? Well, obviously it comes from the word, but it also comes with the fact that I'm in daily communication with God, that we are always talking. So if we were always talking, then I know that I'm being heard, right? The confidence comes from the fact that, oh, I spoke to you this morning. I I've been speaking to you throughout the day, Lord, so... I'm going to say this out loud because I want, this is now as a witness to other people to be drawn to you. Because I don't want them to think that what's coming from me is me. I want them to know that it's you. So I'm going to pray out loud right here so that when they see what you're going to do, they're going to give praise to you and not me. There's a posture of prayer in that we are partnering with God and we are allowing God to flow through us, but then thine is the kingdom, thine is the power, thine is the glory forever, amen, meaning that we are now reflecting. People are knowing who to praise. See, if you're praying out loud, and this is not against out loud prayer, because we're going to get into that as well, but this is about motives. I was watching this on, on uh, well, I was watching, I think it was YouTube or something. It was one of them videos where somebody was going around to people's houses, knocking on the doors and just saying, how much is your rent? Okay, and then paying their rent at that time. Right. And oh. yeah, they got. <laughs> no, he oh. was in. They never. He was in. I forgot where he was, but it was in like Texas, I think, or something oh, like that. Man. But he would he had picked the community and he was knocking on doors and just with his cameraman. And he was bringing them and he was like, yeah, I just feel like just blessing people today. Or I don't know if he said blessed, but I feel like just giving back today or whatever. And it went viral. I don't know if any of you guys have seen that, but it went viral. And at first I was like, oh man, this is really nice because it's, it's really nice to, to be able to see that people are doing good like this. Like this is, this is wonderful, right? And then after, after thinking about it, it's like, okay, that's a beautiful thing to do, right? But we have to be careful that the praise that we're, that we're getting from that, obviously you're getting more views, which means you're getting, yeah. you know what I mean? You're getting more views. Okay, that's great. But you're getting paid by that too. So it's like, it's, it, it, we just got to be careful. 
right? That our motives don't have us doing a good thing and then not getting God's reward for it, right? And this is what Jesus is saying here. All of these things that we're doing and how we pray and standing on the corners and doing all this outward show and people say, wow, what a great Christian you are. Oh man, you must have an awesome relationship with God. That's your reward. So Jesus is really speaking to the heart's posture and the temptation that lies at the door when we are in a relationship with God that is less about God and more about our own gratification. And it goes, it goes even when God blesses you, right? So like say, hey, look, you know, I prayed, whatever, and God blessed me and this is miracle and all that. Um, people can take that praise and almost like, yeah, because I prayed and that's why God did it. No, no, God didn't do it because you prayed. Like, it, it's not, like, it, it wasn't your praying that, and it, you see what I mean? Like, well, and it's yeah, like, he's not held hostage or held, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Where he, he basically has to do what you demand. Right. He's not, he's not doing it because you demanded it right. or you asked for it. Yeah. It's according to his will. And we are creating opportunities for God's will to be done through us. Right. And that's why we have to be okay with the answer that the sovereign God gives. And if it's no, I'm not going to do that right now. Okay, God, because that no is better than a yes. Because I'm not ready for a yes. You know, Lord. And it's that constant humility, constant surrendering ourselves, our mindset, our hearts to God. So prayer in secret is more so of a posture. So Jesus tells him something that was really, uh, had a double meaning. And I encourage you that as you are reading the scriptures and growing in your relationship with God. And some of us who are mature in our faith and have been walking with the Lord for a long time, I encourage you to never get comfortable with where you are. I encourage you to never feel like you got that scripture. Never feel like you, I know that. Always ask the Lord to give you fresh eyes to see things because um, his word is alive. And it's, it's amazing the revelation that you'll get from things that you already thought you knew. See, you knew it at one stage, but as you get older, your experience and you've seen more. So now you have a, a more mature vantage point to be able to look at something that you've seen and thought you knew before. So Jesus tells them, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray. And I don't love to pray. They love to pray this way. They love to stand and do that. Go into your closet in secret. Shut yourself away and pray to God in secret because God is in secret. Okay. So you said this, babe, you said you can't see God, right? But we want to be seen talking to God. <laughs> you see what I mean? Like, it's, 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 and you see how we get tripped? Like, it's, okay, um, I, it's the outward show, but God is really more concerned about the inner integrity, right? The intimacy with him. So Jesus is saying, okay, the outward show, blah, blah, blah. You sound like you're babbling. Go into your secret closet. Now, when you look at that word in Hebrew, the secret place, the, the closet part, the closet speaks to more so of a shutting yourself away in a room without windows, right? So there's no, the outside world is not able to get into this place that God is telling you to go to when you talk to him. Shutting yourself into a secret place, closing the windows and the doors so that you're not influenced by the outside world when you talk to God. Mm -hmm. Or even reminded because yeah. it could be quiet mm -hmm. and you could be talking but if you, you've got a window so by you, you're reminded, oh, it's raining. Then, so then that just brings yeah, your mind, yeah. which completely interrupts the, the 
free-flowing communication that could be happening. Mm-hmm. 100%. So there's this ability that God is saying uh, for us to cultivate, uh, being able to shut out the world when you're communicating with God. So that means shutting out the applause, shutting out the cameras, <laughs> shutting out the lights, shutting out the, oh man, that's a great prayer. Pray, pray, pray. Man, whoo, I felt that. Shutting all that out and talking to God, you and him. That's what he's saying. And there's, there's a beautiful picture of intimacy where it's like, if you are shutting out the world, then you can be honest, right? If you're shutting out the world, then you can really like share your heart with God and really be like, you can really say, Lord, I'm a mess because you don't care about, there ain't nobody else around. It's just you and God. And he knows you're a mess. He knows you're all a mess. He knows the truth of our heart. So there's a level of transparency that we're being called to when he's talking about secret prayer. The other meaning of this is, if you guys have ever seen the Jewish prayer shawl, right? And this was a garment that is a very sacred garment that most of um, uh, the devout Jews wear when they are doing their prayers or when they are actually in their synagogues during prayer time. If you ever look at like the Wailing Wall in Israel, there's a shawl that they are wearing and it's called a tallit. And basically what Jesus was doing was he was referencing, creating an image of what it means to go into your secret closet Basically what it was is, is this shawl that they were using to drape over themselves. It was a symbol that they used to cover themselves and shut themselves out of the world, okay? And the word to leap can be broken down to mean little tent, right? So it's kind of like you're carrying your little tent that even if you are in a public place or even if you are in an environment where there's a lot of people, you still have the ability to go into your little tent in secret and speak to God. And you have the opportunity to shut, to shut the world out. You go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, I, I, cause that's an image that you're sort of portraying and to help visualize, mm -hmm. but that's not to say to, you don't have to go out and get a shawl <laughs> right, right. To, to experience. I think that the, the bigger picture of what you're saying is that in our hearts mm -hmm. and in our minds, we can sort of create this little tent Right, like literally right in the supermarket. Yeah. Without an actual shawl. Right. I mean or a blanket or you don't need to be yeah. walking around <laughs> your neighborhood with the shawl on. I mean, if you want to get one and you know, pray at home with it. Yeah, or of course. Your, but the point is to have your tallit wherever you are, your right. spiritual tallit. Right. Yeah. Let that be an example. I just wanted to clarify. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody go, get your tallit Where today. do we find yeah. a shawl? <laughs> right. Jewish shawl. And Google right. it. Right. Trying to buy it. You can if you want, yeah. but I'm yeah. not saying you have to. And, and see, this is the thing. This is what I love about Jesus, right? Jesus is a master teacher. And we all learn and see things different ways. And he takes that into consideration. So for some people, um, they need something, some kind of um, object. I mean, that's what oil is, mm -hmm. like symbols, a point of contact right. to help us to be able to drown out the world. Some people, you need music, right? And mm -hmm. music helps usher in mm -hmm. the presence of God. All that Shaw was doing was it was a physical um, representation. Like a of, signal. Yes. A trigger, yeah. Of what it means to actually be in the presence of God in prayer. So it's usually white, which, which is supposed to symbolize the, the, the presence of God. The presence of God, that when you are coming into prayer, you are imagining that you are coming into the holy presence of God. And then there's a color of blue on there, which is, which is uh, symbolic of the Holy Spirit, which means that when you come into the presence of God, the Holy Spirit is covering you. The Holy Spirit is in there 
uh, making communication with God with you. So you're not just praying from your head knowledge. The Holy Spirit is helping you, interceding, helping you to be able to communicate with God which effectively. Which is what Romans 8 says. In Romans 8, it says that the Spirit makes intercession exactly. and you don't know what to say. Exactly. Oh. Right. So, so that, that, this is a symbol here. And then also on the tallit, there are 613 like fringes and, and knots and things like that, tassels all together that are symbolizing the, the, the 613 commandments that encompass the law of God, right? So it's kind of like when you approach God, there, there's a mindset and there's a posture that we are to, um, are to take into consideration. And that going into your secret closet, Jesus used that beautiful imagery of, of the prayer shawl and how that would be, uh, that would help you to be able to recognize that you are um, not in the world at this moment. You have pressed pause on the world. You have shut the world out. You have shut life out. And that's what we try to do when we come on these devotionals. Like take a few moments, get your mind, shut out the world, shut out your week, shut out the, the problems and get into that secret place. Get into that secret place. He that dwells in a secret place of the Most High shall abide under your shadow, your Almighty. So there's a, there's a, there's a beauty um, and a confidence that comes with having a relationship with God that does not need to be showy. Having a relationship with God that doesn't need to be publicized in the way of making yourself seem more righteous than everybody else, right? And this has nothing to do with being a secret witness, though, because the witness has to be public, right? The communion with God, that's another thing. Communion with God is more powerful when it's intimate rather than when it's for show. Sure. I was going to say, and I, yeah. I love the fact that there's a sense of encouragement when he says, <clears throat> what's done in secret, mm -hmm. I will reward you openly, Openly, right? yep. So take care of this behind the scenes, but the evidence of it will be seen outside. Yeah. And that's not to say that they will know, oh, that's because she was in her prayer. Right. How she had her shawl on. <laughs> right. That's why she's so powerful. No, but there, there will be an evidence that comes with right. what you're doing in secret because it, it would have to be. That's what he says. I'm going to reward you. Yeah. So whatever it is you're doing in secret, the reward of that, you will reap the benefits openly and people won't know what exactly you're reaping. Exactly. They yes. won't know why you look blessed or why you're experiencing. And that just doesn't mean monetary. Right. But there, there's a, a, a level of blessing or favor that you may carry and they won't know why, mm -hmm. but it's because you're being rewarded because of what you do in secret. Yeah. hundred percent. And so, so this, this brings back into the context why the disciples would say, Hold on, Jesus. Teach us to pray. Because you're going off, and when you go off to that mountain, you come back and people are being delivered. People, all kinds of miracles are happening. You just know what to do. You know where to go. You know, it's just like, oh, I want to be able to live on that level. What right. are you doing? In essence, I want to be like you. I want to be like you. What yeah. are you doing? Like, how is this all happening? How do you just know what to do? Well, I'm talking to God when y'all are not looking. And it's a priority, honestly, because I'm setting aside intentional time to do it. It's not a by way of thing and something that I'm just doing just because to soothe my soul because I'm anxious. So let me just go ahead and talk to my father. No, it's not a last minute thing. It's a priority. And it sets the pace for my day 
which sets the pace for my life. And that's the mindset of it. So, and yeah, just also to, I know we'll, we'll probably touch on it at a later time, corporate prayer. Yes. Because there is definitely a place for praying outwardly. And so we're not saying that praying yeah. outwardly is wrong. It's right. the posture of the heart when right. doing it, right? Right. Because um, there's purpose in it. And that sometimes people need to see other people praying because it'll, it'll signal or trigger them to pray or mm-hmm. want to pray. But in focusing on this first and foremost will sort of help you become successful or efficient in corporately praying mm-hmm. because yes. you have, yes. I don't want to say mastered praying independently, but if you're praying independently, it can only get stronger if you're praying with other people right. that pray independently. So you're, you're coming together and there's a, there's a, a knowing that happens mm-hmm. because this is something we all do. Right. Like if I, if I talk to him and you talk to him and you talk to him, if we all get together, we're all talking to him. And we've been talking to him. Right. So it doesn't feel weird and awkward. Right. right. And we all been in there. Okay. Who's going to pray? Who's going to pray? Somebody go ahead and pray. And everybody's supposed to be church people. Everybody's supposed to have a relationship with God, you know, but there's always that one designated prayer person that we just, you know, you go, <laughs> you go ahead and pray. Sometimes it's awkward, whatever. But that just speaks to the fact that if there's personal communion going on all the time, that if you are called upon to pray, that it's easy for you to do it because, you know, it's right. coming from a practice place. It's coming from a relational type of thing. So I'm prayerful that, you know, as we are moving deeper, even into the whole prayer thing, if we are giving, right, if we are serving others, it's not about doing it for congratulations, because the Bible says that's your reward. Congratulations. Every letter of that word is your reward. (laughs) That's all you get. Right. Meanwhile, God might have wanted to take your life to another level and give you more because you've proven that you're faithful over little things. That if you're a generous person with your finances, God knows, okay, if I want to bless somebody, I'm going to give it to them because they're not going to keep it off themselves. They're going to bless somebody else. There is so much that God wants to use to, to flow through us. If prayer is God's way of accessing heaven to earth, then obviously he wants to bring heavenly things down and use us as a channel to get it to people. And it shouldn't just stop at us. So Jesus is talking about generosity here before he even talked about praying. He's talking about It's a mindset of you are a channel, right? Prayer, communication with God helps you to keep that channel clear so that God can get all the blessings, all the the wisdom, all the things that we would need, the peace, the joy, the love to come through us, not just to stop and bless us, but to bless other people. So when you pray, it ain't about you. It's not about the show. It's about God's will being done on earth, even as it is in heaven. God rewards what he sees in secret. And this is where we'll kind of close it up here. I want to encourage us that are, have been doing things in secret and you've seen other people getting rewarded publicly. We have to trust that God is the one that balances the scales. And I'm encouraging those who for years have served the Lord, for years have given, for years have been there It can get weary sometimes when you don't see, it's like you don't see the reward for all the sacrificing. The Lord promises and Jesus says this, and he says this multiple times in these few verses, that God rewards what is done in secret. Don't get tempted to try, because you don't see the reward in secret, to try to make it public so that you can get something. Because at the end of the day, 
you will cheat yourself out of God's reward for your life. Amen. Amen. So, Lord, we, uh, we, we thank you. We, we appreciate you. We honor you. We, we put you in your place. And not that we put you in your place because you moved, but in our own minds, in our own hearts, there are times that we have gotten it twisted and we um, have not approached you uh, with the reverence that you deserve. And many times that we set ourselves to pray and set ourselves to seek you that uh, we find ourselves leading with our own agenda and leading with our own desires. So first, Lord, we want to thank you for teaching us and showing us where we can be better. We, we thank you, God, for speaking to us about the importance of communicating with you on a more intimate level. We thank you for giving us the privilege to be able to shut out the world, to be able to go into our little tents and... Uh, communicate with you on a deep level, that we can share our hearts with you and you in turn share your heart and your purpose towards us. Lord, we pray that you would help us in a society that is so consumed with being seen and so consumed with uh, ratings and likes and, and, and publicity and the blue checks that, Lord, we will desire more to have a personal relationship with you that far exceeds the praises of men. Because at the end of the day, Lord, congratulations for men is nothing compared to a well done from you. Yes, Lord. That's the goal. We want you to say well done. We want you to be pleased with our lives. We want Thank you Jesus. to use us as an instrument yes, of change Lord. in this world that will bless not just our own families, but as we allow ourselves to be a channel of blessing into this world, that you will then bless everything around us that you be able to trust us with finance and you can trust us with blessings and you can trust us with your word that because we know we're not going to hoard it for ourselves and we're not going to use it as an instrument to heap praises on ourselves, but we're going to give all the glory to you. As we move forward in this series, we're praying that you will continue to illuminate what it means to have a strong and successful and intimate prayer life with you. That we, we pray, Lord, that you would continue to open up our hearts and ears and minds to your word that we will, it's not about a feeling, but that we will know that you hear us. And now we will boldly come before you, knowing that you will have your way in our lives. Bless us in this series and continue to grow us as we strive to be more like you. In Jesus' name we pray. Before you go, we'd like to give you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Romans 10, 9 through 10 says, that if we confess with our mouth and believe with our heart, we shall be saved. Pray this with me. Lord Jesus, I recognize and acknowledge that I am a sinner in need of your grace. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn away from my sins and ask you to forgive me and save me. I make you Lord of my life. If you made this life-changing decision, Welcome to the family. We want to know about it. Connect with us online at www.thelifehouseministries.org or by downloading the Lifehouse app. We love you all and pray God continues to bless and keep you.